0: And as your investments grow and compound, I think it's essential to consider the tax efficient strategies to preserve and distribute your wealth at the end. And that's where you wanna work with someone that understands the tax laws in our country. Consulting with a financial advisor or a tax professional can help you navigate this aspect and identify the most suitable strategies for your specific circumstances. I personally work with my CPA, my my enrolled agent, my tax people, even my bookkeeper all the time asking questions and doing searches. So it's not something that I'm just, you know, just because of the experience I have and because of the amount of money that I've invested over time and helped other people, I don't stop learning, I continue. And that, my friends, is the opportunity that you need to cease and begin your investment journey now. Are you ready to turbocharge your financial IQ? Hey friends, my name is Murray Miller and I want to welcome you and your family to the Family Business Podcast where every episode is designed to keep you focused and on track to live a life free of financial stress, worry, and fear. Would you like to know the exact powerful money strategies that not only our immediate family has implemented, but also our extended family of thousands and thousands of people around the world. Well, then let's get on with it and let's begin building a financial wall around your family. everybody welcome back and thank you for your feedback from part one we are about to dive into part two on our journey into investing And I will tell you, today we're going to take a deeper dive, and I'm going to provide you some examples of each investment category, which is what you guys are asking me to do. So welcome back to another episode of the Family Business Podcast. I think in part one, if you haven't listened to it yet, you want to go back and listen to it. We did explore the importance of beginning your investment journey right now, and we discussed the strategy of paying yourself first and utilizing dollar cost averaging. Today... In part two, we are going to delve into the different types of investment categories and provide examples and suggestions uh, to help you make informed decisions. Now, the suggestions, I'm not your financial advisor. This is, you know, this show is just basically giving information for informational purposes. If you want to have an investment advisor give you detailed information, that's what you should do. But I'm going to give you some ideas today that you can use these ideas to expand on. I just want to get your mind working and and get you thinking, but don't take this as investment advice. So first of all, let's go to number one, which is stocks. When it comes to stocks, there are literally thousands of companies to choose from. So let's just take a look at one as an example. I happen to be recording this on a MacBook, so I'm gonna use Apple today as my example. Apple is a stock that you can buy. It's a public company. Their stock symbol is AAPL. And over the past decade, Apple has shown remarkable growth. It has uh, had a stock price increase from around $10 per share back in 2013 to I think the share price today is about $182. If you can imagine buying consistently since 2013, you can imagine the growth that you would have had in that one particular stock. I think Apple's success can be attributed to its innovative products and its strong market position and the ecosystem that it creates. I mean, nowadays, I mean, for me, They've, I'm stuck with Apple because everything works so well together, whether it's my iPhone or my MacBook or my iMac or it's my the AirTags now or the AirPods or the AirPods Max. Um, and, and that's just, you know, a few of them. There's the iPad. There's so many things that they work so well together, and they're constantly innovating and updating. And I think that's one of the reasons the company's uh, stock has continued to rise. Now, always gonna, it's, there's always going to be volatility. It's going to go up and down depending on market conditions. But those are the types of companies that I always look for, the companies that I believe in, and I think they're going to be here for the long term. Number two we talked about in the first part of this episode was bonds. Now, most people don't necessarily understand bonds. Let me first explain to you about government bonds because they're considered relatively safe investments. One example would be um, the 10-year US Treasury bond. Now, historically, these bonds have provided consistent interest payments and returned the principal amount at maturity. So if you buy a 10 year bond, you put in X amount of dollars and over that period of time, um, you're going to have returns hopefully, but at the end of that maturity, you're going to get back what you started with at least. So you're gonna get your principal back, your principles protected. Now, currently the yield on a 10 year treasury bond is around 3.75%. Now, that changes all the time, but that's what it is today and i know that it varies depending on market conditions but that's a really nice return that's being offered right now and as of this recording of this episode you can actually deposit money in a high yield money market account that is actually paying more than that it's probably paying between four and four and a half percent and that gives you Um, a lot of liquidity as well. The only thing you won't get in a high-yield money market account that you will get with a bond are the tax benefits because uh, the tax benefits associated with government bonds are generally uh, exempt from federal tax, which when you think about it, is that extra one or one and a half percent going to be enough money to pay the tax on the gain? So it's kind of a break-even if you look at it in those terms. Number three, Let's talk about ETFs, exchange traded funds. An example of an ETF would be um, SPDR, okay? So if you look on uh, the, um, you know, if you Google it, you would Google the symbol SPY for the S&P 500 ETF because I talked about the S&P 500 in the last episode. And this particular ETF, trades on the performance of the S&P 500 index, which I like a lot, because if you remember in the last episode, I said that if you pluck any 10-year period of time in history out of the blue, any 10-year period of time that the S&P has been around, you will see double digit growth. So if you can get into the S&P index, the S&P 500 index, which represents the 500 most largely publicly traded companies in the United States, I think you're gonna do very well in that particular investment. So by investing in SPY, you gain exposure to a diversified portfolio of stocks across various sectors. Does that mean you won't lose money? No, it doesn't guarantee against loss, but over a period of time, chances are, and history could repeat itself, that you're going to earn double-digit growth over a 10-year period of time. It just is just how the past has worked. It doesn't guarantee the future, but it's a good indication. Um, the next one we talked about was index funds. Now, index funds are awesome. Uh, one that I'll mention to you today is the Vanguard 500 Index Fund, which I happen to like a lot. The symbol is V-F-I-A-X. I'll leave it in the show notes. And this is an index fund that mirrors the performance also of the S&P 500. So it aims to replicate the index returns by investing in the same stocks in the same proportions. And, you know, in the index funds like this particular one, these are known to have low fees and provide a simple way to gain, uh, you know, broad market exposure. So I like that Vanguard 500 index fund a lot for that reason. We also talked about number five, REITs, real estate investment trusts. Let me give you an example of a REIT that I like. It's the Realty Income Corporation, and the symbol is O, just the letter O. Realty Income is a publicly traded REIT that focuses on owning and operating commercial real estate, which right now I think is out of favor so I think the prices are a little lower now than normal. And I think that has a lot to do with what's going on in the workforce. Um, you know, there's, there's definitely gonna be a revamping of the way uh, commercial real estate is handled in the future because of the fact that so many people are working from home, or working just part-time in the office. So I think that because it's out of favor and there's a, there's a, you know, a change that's taking place in that industry, that there's some potential there. So its generous income through long-term lease agreements with its tenants make this an attractive option for investors right now that like to have a portion of their portfolio have some real estate exposure. So consider that as well. Um, We always talk about cash value life insurance. I went into details, uh, a little bit of details on the last episode but there are really two basic types or maybe three basic types of uh, life insurance whole life indexed universal life there's just plain indexed uh, excuse me plain universal life and this variable life without getting into too much details there are different ways that you can invest in life insurance that will give you different upside and downside and the way that I look at it is I look at whole life because it has a fixed interest rate as sort of the safety net. Indexed universal life is kind of in the middle because it has upside potential of the market to a cap and it has no downside risk typically with a 0% floor. And variable life typically gives you more upside potential when you're in a strong market, but it also gives you some downside risk because you can lose money in the account when the the accounts go down unless you find a variable life policy that actually has a floor, which actually is becoming popular now. So I think that if you you work with an advisor and if you're working with me, I'm going to ask you enough questions to figure out which one makes the most sense for you and maybe even do some sort of a um, a hybrid approach to this, you know, I did a, I did um, a couple of different policies with a family just recently where I had the wife uh, get started in a whole life policy and the husband got started in an index universal life policy. They were both doing it for supplemental retirement meeting uh, reasons. And this gave them a balance between the two different types of products, with one being more safe and conservative and one having upside potential, and that made a lot of sense in their particular case. So um, these policies are offered by a handful of top-notch insurance companies and um, and are an example of cash value life insurance. Remember, we are not talking about a term life insurance policy, which is typically the most inexpensive type of life insurance, that all you get is a death benefit. There's no cash value buildup in a policy like that. Keep that in mind. These policies that I'm talking about provide both a death benefit and a cash value component that grows over time, which is the key. The cash value can be utilized for investment purposes or taken as a loan. Some of these have really incredible loan options, like one of the ones that I'm super fond of is one that has a zero wash loan, which over a period of time, let's say five years, you can start taking money out of the policy in the form of a loan but pay no interest and the reason you pay no interest is because they give you let's say they charge you a five percent interest rate but they guarantee you a five percent return so it ends up being a zero wash loan which is really attractive when you're taking money out of these policies because it's it's um from a tax standpoint it's terrific because there's no tax due when you take a, a when you borrow money from a life insurance policy there are tremendous tax benefits in addition to the compound interest in these policies when they're structured properly. The last uh, thing I wanna talk about uh, as far as investments are concerned are cryptocurrencies. I talked about stable coins last time, I talked about Bitcoin, I talked about Ethereum. Bitcoin is BTC, Ethereum is ETH when you're looking for the symbols. Um, These have gained significant attention in recent years. Now Bitcoin is the first and most well-known cryptocurrency and it's experienced remarkable growth. For example, I'll give you the same example from 2013 to today, in 2013, Bitcoin's price was about $100 per coin. And as of right now, as of the recording today, it's trading at over $25,000 per coin, which is incredible. Um, And, you know, it's been up a lot higher than that, actually. It was almost at $60,000 just a few years ago, and I think it'll probably get back there again. So there is some volatility there. But it is, it is becoming more and more stable over time. And like I said, even the more conservative brokerage houses like a Fidelity are offering Bitcoin as part of their retirement portfolio that you can purchase right there. Um, Ethereum is another prominent cryptocurrency. It has also shown impressive returns over the past decade. So those are the two that I would consider probably the safest right now. And just remember, before investing in any asset, it's crucial for you to do some of your own research. Don't just go blindly into any of these things. Take some time. I mean, you can get so much information now between ChatGBT and perplexity, which is another um, artificial intelligence, and even Google now has gotten much, much better. You can understand the associated risks and consider your investment goals and risk tolerance. If you want to work with someone, it, it, it's very advisable to work with an advisor that has that is licensed, that has experience, that has success, that has done it him, him or herself, and like I said, I have a lot of clients that I've, I've helped in this area, and many of them are friends and family that I don't charge a fee uh, or, or make a commission. I just do it because I'm trying to help people get on the road to uh, you know, having a freedom lifestyle and, and being able to do the things they wanna do when they wanna do it and not have to worry about money. So we'd, we've covered um, numerous different investment options. Let's discuss how to put your investment strategy on automatic pilot. I mentioned this the last time. I want to start talking about it again. I think setting up ongoing electronic transfers from your bank account to these investment platforms is going to ensure that you have consistent contributions. It's going to take advantage of dollar cost averaging. Even during busy or challenging times, you're going to be investing over the period of time. And as your investments grow and compound, I think it's essential to consider the tax-efficient strategies to preserve and distribute your wealth at the end. And that's where you want to work with someone that understands the tax laws in our country. Consulting with a financial advisor or a tax professional can help you navigate this aspect and identify the most suitable strategies for your specific circumstances. I personally work with my CPA, my, my enrolled agent, my tax people, even my bookkeeper all the time asking questions and doing searches. So it's not something that I'm just, you know, just because of the experience I have and because of the amount of money that I've invested over time and helped other people, I don't stop learning. I continue. And that, my friends, is the opportunity that you need to cease and begin your investment journey now. Remember that consistency and discipline are the keys to long-term success. By paying yourself first and utilizing dollar cost averaging and harnessing the power of compounding, you can create a brighter financial future for yourself. And I think that's what it's all about. So this sort of wraps up our two-part episode on the importance of beginning your investment journey right now or adding to the investment journey you've already started on on a consistent basis. I hope you found this information both informative and exciting and helpful. And remember, the strategies we discussed are based on proven formulas, and they've helped hundreds of people build wealth take action today. I just want to just want to get you started today to start building your path towards financial freedom. Again, thank you always for joining me on these episodes. Um, I love having you on the family business. I love helping you build a financial wall around you and your family. So stay tuned for more insightful discussions and interviews in the future. Until then, take care, keep investing in your future, and we'll see you on the other side. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Family Business Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our growing family and begin implementing the success principles to building a financial wall around your family, you can go to the familybusiness.info forward slash call and you can schedule a call with us because we have saved a spot at the table for you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and the people that you care about. And we would love it if you would take a second to give us a five-star review to help future family members just like you find us i leave you with this in life you don't get what you deserve you get what you believe plan and expect let's do this